to the Ask Anything podcast because some things are better said than read. My name is Peter LaRuffa, and this week I'm going to address this question. Is the deconstruction movement helpful? And so it's kind of hard to put a definition to a movement, but I assume what this person is asking is we see a lot of people deconstructing their faith, deconstructing their belief system, kind of ripping it all apart and digging into it. And this person is asking if I think uh, that movement, that practice is helpful. And so I've pulled up several scriptures that I'm going to read from, um, but I would start out by saying this, the idea of investigating your faith and your belief system is not a bad idea. Uh, your faith, your what you believe on matters of eternity, that's worth some pretty big scrutinization in my opinion. Um, there's nothing wrong with fact-checking. We see that in the Bible. Uh, Acts 17, 11 says, Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. There's nothing wrong with fact-checking. There's also nothing wrong with giving thoughtful preparation and care to how you would give a reason for the faith that is within you. First Peter 3, verses 15 and following says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. And so there's nothing wrong with thinking through, how would you answer in a situation like that? I would say there's not even anything wrong with a reasonable amount of skepticism. Uh, consider First uh, John 4, 1, which says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so there's a reasonable amount of skepticism, uh, healthy skepticism that you can have when uh, discerning different things in life and really trying to judge, is this right and is this really uh, of the Lord? I don't think there's anything wrong with co uh, communally, cooperatively discussing uh, matters of life and faith and practice with other like-minded uh, believers. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17, right? Iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Uh, I think it's wise to gather multiple perspectives um, from a variety of different trusted godly sources. Proverbs 15.22 says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors they succeed. Uh, I think that uh, the Bible shows people crying out in frustration when it comes to uh, walking with the Lord and trying to make sense of circumstances that they find themselves in. Consider Psalm 73, verses 2 and following. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And there the psalmist is saying, like, what is up with this? Why are the wicked prospering? I'm trying to live a life as righteous as I can to be pleasing to the Lord, and yet they're winning, and I feel like I'm losing. Uh, consider Habakkuk chapter 1. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and will you not hear? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. How long am I praying and praying and praying, and yet I feel like I'm not being heard? I feel like what I'm praying for is something that would be pleasing to you, Lord, and yet I see uh, all the negative things, all the things that would not bring you glory. I see those things increasing. I think we need to have an appreciation for all that God does reveal to us just in his very creation. Romans 1 talks about this, right? For the wrath of God, beginning in verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. 
For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation in the world in the things that have been made so that they are without uh, excuse. Friends, examining what you believe and why you believe it is actually an obedience. An act, it can be an act of obedience to a biblical mandate. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this is about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? And so the Bible says a lot about asking really good questions and looking for really good answers. The Bible certainly allows for the the doubts that we have, which are certainly sinful, but it's not like God hasn't provided for those doubts. It's not like God hasn't provided answers and allowed us to boldly approach the throne of grace in this our great hour of need, asking for help, and really sitting back and thinking, why do I believe what I uh, believed? Uh, some people are doing this, they're deconstructing from a variety of different positions. And so I want to acknowledge at least some of them. I can't do all of them, but some people are deconstructing uh, their faith and what they believe from a position of very deep pain and trauma. Um, they're having a hard time separating pain and traumatic experiences that have uh, befallen them with their belief system in Christianity. Perhaps it was done by, uh, in some way, shape, or form, a trusted Christian leader or someone who's dear to them in the faith, and they're having a hard time separating the God that they both claim to love with this person's actions. And sometimes people can respond to that in a really, really difficult manner. And as they try to heal through that and try to think through that, they say, well, I got to I got to reconsider everything. I've got to deconstruct everything I've said I believe because a lot of what I believe is as a result of this person. And so that's really, really hard and really uh, traumatic. A lot of people are deconstructing their faith because of how other Christians or people who claim to be Christians have let them down. And so these people who have been maybe spiritual parents to them, uh, spiritual role models to them, have then betrayed them in some way, shape, or form. Either they were living a double life or they've done something that has harmed uh, this person that they were bringing under their wing. And so it kind of calls to our attention uh, the long shadows that we cast as Christian leaders, but really as any Christian who's just representing Jesus Christ. We need to remember that um, our actions have very deep and grave consequences. And um, it's not that God's up in heaven scared of what we might do, but what we do really has consequences. What we don't do has consequences, and we ultimately reflect the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, whom we claim to know and love. And so it should bring about a dose of humility as we seek to um, honor the Lord with our lives and be a representative of Him. So some people are deconstructing their faith because of that, but other people are deconstructing their faith, um, in my opinion, because of a lifestyle that they are prone to or a lifestyle that they want to live that doesn't jive with the scriptures. I saw this in student ministry a ton, and I'm seeing it more and more nowadays as well, where I would sit down with a student who wanted to meet with me to let me know that all of a sudden, out of the blue, everything they've believed since they were young, they now don't believe anymore and starts to explain to me problems that they have with the biblical account, but it's, it's kind of out of the blue. And I just always thought um, I would usually lean in and, and not really try to answer this person's questions right away, but I would try to go beyond that and say, what's going on in your life right now? I think in order for you to 
assuage your conscience about something you're doing that maybe you think I don't know about or you don't want me to know about. You're trying to dispel everything that you've believed for all of your life, that which you've believed in the Word, the things that you've said to be true, the faith that you've professed to have. If you can dispel that, if you can deconstruct that, then in your own mind you can say, well, since that's all baloney, then I can live the life that I want to live. And many times that was the case. It's not that this person's doubting the authority of Scripture. It's not that this person's doubting Jesus' resurrection from the grave. Not at all. It's that this person really wants to sleep with their boyfriend or their girlfriend. It's that this person wants to live a life that is unbecoming of a Christian. And so if you can dispel Christianity, then you can justify how you want to live. Friends, we're seeing that a lot these days. Many times that is the root of people deconstructing their faith. But it's not really to a helpful end. And so while I think it's helpful to ask questions, lots of times you got to think, what's the motive coming into this? Is someone deconstructing their faith because they want to better understand uh, the God that they know and love? Is someone taking apart, I think, for example, like my car. I've learned a lot about my car by taking things apart and putting it back together again. I can understand how things work uh, in a more clear way, if I can see it, and if I can take it apart and then put it back together, now I understand a little bit more about that particular area of my car. But this is what I would want to just throw out to you about that. My deconstructing of the car assumes that I will also reconstruct the car. And many people are not deconstructing their faith in order to reconstruct it. They're deconstructing their faith in order for them to bring destruction to it. And so their goal is not necessarily for them to rebuild a more robust foundation. The hymn writer says, How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. And so there's not a desire to, let me make sure that my foundation is firm. Let me look into why I believe what I believe and make sure that it lines up with Scripture. That's not what they're really trying to do. Reconstruction is not in their mind. Destruction is. And the reason they destruct their faith, sometimes it's because someone has let them down, and that is unbelievably difficult. But many times it's because somebody wants to assuage their own conscience about a lifestyle that they're living that they could not live that would be in accordance with the Word of God. And so I would say this, if you're going to deconstruct your faith, I would say do so with the goal of reconstructing it as well. If you, uh, I think what comes to my mind is a crane, uh, a construction crane. I remember as a kid, like being really excited, like many, uh, many little kids are excited to see major construction vehicles and equipment uh, doing their thing. And when you look at a construction crane, uh, when you look at a construction crane, um, you think of, wow, what is it building? It must be building something really big because construction cranes are used for building unless you attach a wrecking ball to the end of it. Then it's used for destroying. Then it's used for tearing down. And so this process of deconstruction, it can be helpful if your goal is to reconstruct. Let me take it apart and let me put it back together again. But if you're just going to play fast and loose with a construction crane and a wrecking ball, you're likely going to hurt yourself as well as others. And so I would challenge us to think through, what's the goal? Why do we all of a sudden want to deconstruct our faith? Is it really because we want to better understand what we believe, have better reasons for why we do what we do? Or is it really because if you can deconstruct your faith, and if you could say, I don't believe in it anymore, you're now able to live a life in some way, shape, or form that you know doesn't line up with the principles that are laid out in the Word of God. I know there have been times in my walk with the Lord where I've wondered, why do I believe what I believe or why do I do what I do?
I mean, especially as a, what I would call a first generation Christian, like it, Christianity was all new to me and my mom and my sister. And so, you know, why do we believe these things? Why do people do what they do? And I want to look into the word of God because I believe that we are saved by grace through faith and that God gives us a sufficiency of evidence to give some meat to our faith, but it doesn't bring it about full circle. And so, um, Hebrews 11 talks about faith being the conviction of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I might have gotten those words reversed. And so I've told students before when I've taught through this, faith picks up where facts leave off. And so here's the thing. If you're going to deconstruct your faith and say, what I need is facts to back up everything, you're going to be on shaky ground. Uh, why do I say that? Because ours is a faith in the sufficiency of the evidence. I think that might be a Francis Schaeffer line. I'm not sure. But Christianity is based on faith. It's based on some facts. Ours is not a blind faith. We walk into it knowing some things from history and from the Word of God. But ultimately, faith is always going to have to play a part because we're saved by grace through faith. We're not saved by grace through facts. And so I love evidence. I love looking for evidence. I love when history can back up what the Bible says. I love it. But if you need facts to make your faith whole, Ultimately, you're not going to have faith at all because you're hoping to be saved by grace through facts, when in reality, God calls us to a walk of faith. And that doesn't mean everything is just we're just walking around willy-nilly. There's nothing that we can know. There's nothing we can back up with facts. That's not true at all. But if you need facts to back everything up, buckle up, because you're not going to find a fact to back everything up. There are certain things that we believe based on conviction, based on confession, we believe that Jesus walked on water. Why? We can't explain that, but the Bible says he did. Christians believe he did. We believe Jesus rose from the grave. There's lots of evidence to point to that, but not evidence to bring it about completely full circle. Sure, Jesus doesn't have a grave, and that's pretty convincing, but there's lots of people who don't have a grave that we don't just assume rose from the grave. We believe that Jesus rose from the grave, that he was seen by hundreds of people during the 40 days he rode in the earth before he ascended into heaven. Some of that we have uh, facts and uh, biblical things to back us up on and other things we just believe. And so always remember that as you deconstruct your faith, you're going to have to reconstruct it with faith at all. You're not going to deconstruct your faith and reconstruct it with facts. At the end of the day, faith picks up where facts leave off. And sometimes that bridge between where the facts leave off and what needs to close that circle, sometimes that gap is very small, sometimes that gap is very wide. And we as believers are comfortable with the fact that faith picks up where facts leave off. That's not to say we don't want to think through these things or question these things, but we always have to realize that there's going to be an element of faith that we're going to have to be comfortable with and believe it because the Bible tells us so. And so I would say, when you say, is the deconstruction movement helpful? Uh, I think it's helpful for us to scrutinize our faith and find out why do we believe what we believe where I don't think it's helpful is where the end result or whether you see an ulterior motive there that is ultimately to uh, justify a lifestyle in some way, shape, or form, usually having to do with sexual orientation or gender identity these days. Um, usually people are deconstructing their faith. If, if there's a lifestyle in question and people are also deconstructing their faith, buckle up. It's probably so that they can justify living a life that is not pleasing to God by saying, well, you know what, I don't know if I believe this stuff anyway. And that's where it's unhelpful.
And I also think it's unhelpful if people are trying to get rid of faith and replace it with facts, because at the end of the day, we are saved by grace through faith. Hope this is helpful as you think through these things. You can always ask questions to me anytime by visiting my uh, link on my Instagram profile, and you can ask questions there or look for stories to be posted on my Instagram stories, usually Monday or Tuesday. I'm Peter LaRufa. Thanks for joining me on the Ask Anything podcast. I hope to see you again soon.